Welcome to Corks and Cowtown, where life happens one sip at a time. With Fort Worth on our mind and a drink in our hand. Connecting our city through drinks, laughs, and real-life convos. And now, your host, your favorite champagne aunt, Robin. Howdy, y'all, and welcome back to Corks and Cowtown. This is part two with Tyler and Roger. We want to dive straight in today and talk about Trinity Pride. Let's do it. Because it is coming up. It is coming up. Can't believe it. Again. I bet y'all are so excited. I mean, I am just so thrilled because we did the first one in 2019 and Mm -hmm. the first one was just built on like a dream. And it was like, we had no name recognition. um, And actually one of our biggest challenges was a lot of our own community. There wasn't a lot of support from it initially. Is there a reason for that? Um, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. And it has to do with like why we built our organization the way we did. We built Trinity Pride because we didn't see we didn't see a pride opportunity in Fort Worth that was authentic for the community. We didn't see something that was inclusive, of yeah. including not only different parts of the community, but people to be a part of the organization and to help change over time. But also one that just reflected like the organizations in the community. And so it was about 2017 when Pride Month was becoming this inter- it's an international phenomenon yeah. during June now. Fort Worth has queer legacy organizations that have been working for like th- over 30 years now. And then we have really dope queer art collectives happening. Mm-hmm. And neither of these were being reflected anywhere during Pride Month. And so we wanted to do that. I'm like, we deserve this, like in Fort Worth. Like, this is really cool things that people deserve to know about. These organizations deserve to be supported. And then queer people in Fort Worth deserve to have access to it. So we want to pull that together. But when we started building it, the problem is our community had already been through the journey of trying to kickstart a pride multiple times to different demises okay Um, whether it was people coming into the community organizing raising money and then leaving town with the money what absolutely Mm -hmm. or it was people coming in and organizing a whole festival around themselves so that they could be the center spotlight wait okay so when you're saying things like this are these people from outside like fort worth Coming into Fort Worth this and is doing also, these things, these or is things it that have happened over like multiple decades? Like there have been multiple times for like where someone's tried to kickstart a pride thing, and but it's like Fort Worth locals doing it. Some, and then sometimes oh. for sometimes people coming in to try to get the community organized, and then not doing it for good reasons or having good intentions. And there, there was an organization <laughs> that did put together a Fort Worth Pride. Uh, that would happen in October mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that uh, over the last several years just hasn't happened. Okay. Yeah. When we did, we started in 2017, we were getting started, but we had a couple hiccups because we got involved with a couple people who did not have the best of intentions. Mm. And when you're already operating from the origin of wanting to create something that is transparent yeah. and inclusive and you haven't even launched yet and you have someone in there who is in your circle who is not having the best of intentions. Like I put the brakes on it twice because we had people involved that I was like, we cannot move forward trying to gain the trust of the community. If we have someone in our own organization who isn't here for the right reasons. Well, that's massive in anything. Yeah. We had to put the brakes on it a couple times and then restart. And so by the time we got to 2019, you know, I of course went to all the legacy organizations and basically the, the attitude was, we love the idea. It sounds great. We'd love to see it when it happens. Nobody really wanted to get involved or put anything to it because everybody wants an idea. They didn't know that we were about that action and that we were actually going to do so it. So they just kind of wanted to like stick with their own thing. Uh huh. Well, I mean, and not help. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's a lot of things in Fort Worth. Everybody, everybody loves to talk a big game and talk about doing something, as True. you know. Yeah. But, not everybody follows through. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was just kind of it. Our community had been kind of traumatized by that, by people coming in and saying, we're going to start a brand new pride. And then them being like, cool. And then putting energy because it is a, it's hard work. Yeah. It's volunteer work. And then for it to not pay off for them. So there's multiple people who have been here in this community for decades who were like, we love the idea. We'd love to see what you do. 
Okay, know? so when is Trinity Pride this year? Okay, this year it is June 25th. Okay. It is the last Saturday in June. Um, and the reason I'm so excited, sorry, it was a long, that was a long origin story. No, that's but, fine. Um, when 2019 happened, we did it. And like I said, we had support from Help, where mm-hmm. Roger used to work. Uh, they sponsored us our first year. Can you they, explain what Help is for uh, people? The Health Education Learning Network. Project. They, project. Project. Help. It's an acronym, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure that DJ, when he hears this, that we got the name right. Yes, yes, yes. It is over on 8th Avenue, uh, across from Esperanza's and Winehouse and all that. And Chadra's Rip. Chadra's yeah. is still doing takeout, by the way. They just no longer... I know. Yeah. I just saw that. Um, so anyway, so help provides HIV services, uh, STD services, counseling, all types of health services to the queer community. And, and helps get people who are HIV negative mm-hmm. uh, on PrEP, okay. um, yeah. which is a medication that uh, helps in the prevention of uh, acquiring and spreading HIV. And that is a drug that came out, I believe in 2013. Um, Sounds about right. And and has really been a game changer for the, I'm going to say the gay male community, because that's that's who the medication is marketed to, to really help the the spread of HIV come down, uh, which it has. In, in the last several years within the gay community, so much so that it was just recently reported by the FDA, by, by, mm-hmm. by a reputable organization of which I am blanking <laughs> on, that um, actually that the rate of HIV is actually spreading now more uh, within the straight community than, than the gay that. community. Yeah. I believe which that. Which has a lot to do with stigma and all that. Mm-hmm. But HELP was a fantastic supporter of us from the jump to get us off the ground. But that first year we built it on a prayer and a dream and literally me and uh, Renee and Rebecca who were and Tony, who were still a part of the team who were there the first year. I remember walking out on Magnolia green mm-hmm. on the near South side at 10 AM and being like, Oh God, I hope people show up. And I was there. You were there. <laughs> and it was, it was beautiful. It was, yeah. I mean, it was, so cool because it was like we had over a thousand people show up that day, but you know, we were building off that and we didn't have real support. We were just trying to see what happened. And that moment just showed that the community wanted it. Yeah. The community was hoping and desiring a space to express themselves and to congregate and to celebrate together. And so we haven't been able to recreate that since. Yeah. Like we had this massive, beautiful first experience. Yeah. And then COVID came in and it was like, we haven't been able to recreate it. So is it going to be in the same spot this year? Yes. Okay. And then also, is there any like entry fee or like cost? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely okay. Not. So this, this is-, is more of just a free like festival for the community in Fort Worth. Yes. It's, uh, we're super excited to kind of build the dream again. Mm -hmm. We have three years of name recognition. Our hybrid and virtual events were fantastic. Thank, especially to the video work that Roger did to kind of tell the story of our community. It's built a lot like Friday on the green. We have a music stage and we, you know, we have fabulous drag performers, but we also include a huge music aspect because we, we like that vibe. Yeah. And we kind of are creating a space that is different than kind of the traditional prides because we started a pride in 2019. So by that point, we were already recognizing the things about our traditional prides that weren't really serving where we were at as a community now. All, every, all these other prides are still existing. New York Pride, San Francisco Pride, Dallas Pride, and they're, they have, they're, they're multifaceted, different aspects, uh, but they can be a little intense for some people. Yeah. A lot of drinking, you know, whatever. With ours, we, I mean, we were trying to create something for Fort Worth. We're not trying to recreate, you know, the next giant pride. Yeah. We're trying to create something that serves our specific community. And so it's very much kind of it's free thing we we want to keep it free as now long. there were vendors yes for, so can people still like sign up to be a vendor at this event so, or is where can people go and look for information about Trinity Pride well <laughs> we will be announcing it soon okay, and updating the website okay. soon we had to lock down um, we have locked down our presenting sponsor Ooh, our presenting okay. sponsor is Frank Kemp Cadillac <gasps> yes Yes. And so we will be announcing soon our Instagram and our website are the best places to find information. We are still taking sponsors. We are looking for sponsors, but we really have created a different model than Mm -hmm. previous. 
One of the issues that we face during Pride Month, the queer community in general, is just these concepts of rainbow washing and rainbow capitalism. Okay. Ex- can you please explain yeah. that? So uh, rainbow capitalism is a great example of like, you know, like Disney or Chase Bank being like, we love the gays in June, you know? Uh, and then the rest of the month, not really giving a shit or, you know, funding uh, lawmakers who legislate against us, you know, like refuses to speak out on bills that are harmful to LGBT families and their own LGBTQ plus employees. Yeah. Okay. So it reads. So, and what do you call that? Rainbow, rainbow capitalism. Rainbow capitalism. And then you have rainbow wa- rainbow washing, which is basically you're trying to capitalize on the gay community without actually supporting us in any authentic way. Mm-hmm. So, how would that be done? So, Can you give an example. Um, if you look at, say, insert corporate entities advertising throughout the month of June, and that's when they splash a gay couple, a lesbian couple. Yeah. In their ads saying, yeah, it's open to everyone. But then like once July 1st happens, it goes back to kind of a heteronormative kind of place. The way we've tried to address it is in our sponsorship packages. Okay. Uh, One of the things we have seen in traditional prides is, you know, Chase Bank can't get a vendor spot for a hundred dollar booth. Meanwhile, they have access to millions in charitable giving. Mm -hmm. But for that hundred dollars, they end up being able to blanket the space in chase flags and chase sunglasses and chase fans and the whole thing looks like a chase recycling yeah thing mm-hmm. without with them and they got in for a hundred dollars what we've tried to do is create a sponsorship package where we're going to expect if our corporate sponsors and these corporate people to give in relation to their resources so then yeah. they also are kind of given like a guideline yeah well okay. the way we're doing that is how they get space at the event okay yeah. because typically you know traditionally these corporate companies are like yeah we'll pay a hundred dollars for the booth whatever and then they'll send out i you love know. that voice <laughs> so, and, and i mean and this i mean and this is not an issue that is specific to fort worth in Mm-mm. general and i will tell you working for years in New York that New York City Pride has dealt with this on, on an even bigger scale, mm-hmm. you know, opening the Pride March to everyone. And if let's go with the Chase Bank uh, example as well, Chase Bank gives money, they get put like near the front of, oh. the, of the march. And, you know, that march can last for hours. Yeah. And so you have what then ends up happening is the first half of this March. I know people call it a parade, but it's yeah. supposed to be a march. That is yeah. that is the genesis of it, genesis of the modern gay pride movement. So you have all of these corporate entities that have paid a scant amount for so much just making it about advertising yeah. that the actual groups that are doing the groundwork are please come back. And they so can't compete. They and they have to wait for three, four hours. To be seen. To start walking down the march as well. So it is a a thing that is nationwide. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and this is the microcosm of like, if you look at different cities and and different gay communities in the country, this is, this is our version. Well, I think that's important to share because that's something that I think a lot of businesses, if they are trying to be like forward thinking and be supportive and be an ally, then now they know something and a way to change it. So the sponsorship is one area that we are doing. But the other thing is in May, we are going to be hosting a panel discussion with small businesses. And we are going to have a panel discussion on what authentic pride support for a small business looks like. And we're doing a panel discussion because we aren't small business owners. You know, like we are not about to tell somebody what they can and cannot do with their business. But this is a conversation that, you know, as the point person that I've been for Trinity Pride, I've had people from small businesses text me questions constantly. Yeah. I am happy to be a resource for anybody. But if we can have this panel discussion, (laughs) so we can have a larger discussion for everybody to see and be aware of and know like, Hey, cool. You want to support us in an authentic way. Here's a discussion to learn how you can do it. For example, we have all these organizations, these grassroots organizations in Fort Worth that are just getting up these cool art collectives, all these cool things. Last year, we had these businesses that did not have a link, a queer person to talk to that wanted to support they, a lot of them were like, oh, yeah, we're going to donate to the Trevor Project. The Trevor Project is a powerful, powerful organization that does huge things for our queer youth, for our 
queer people who are struggling with suicide, they have that national attention and they have those corporate donors at really high amounts. These local businesses, there are tons of local queer organizations that if they raise $700, if they raise a thousand dollars, those could change the entire year for some of these little, for these collectives. And so what we're trying to do is create, we're trying to be the point person. We're trying to see if we can get our flag up high enough in Fort Worth that Businesses can see us for queer resources. How can we better serve the community? And then queer people can see us to be how they connect to the community. Okay. Now, is that going to be a public event as well? Yes. That'll be in May. We haven't published it yet. We're still building it. That's kind of how, that's one of the beauties we have of being a grassroots organization who is so young is we are trying to really be intentional with how we build it so that we are addressing modern concerns and also catering to our specific community. Yeah. I still kind of say this, even though I've been living here for over two years now, I still feel like I have a little bit of an outsider's perspective mm-hmm. uh, on this community as I, as I get further, further into it. Um, what I will say based on last year and, and even this year, I am really so impressed and so happy that there are so many small businesses here in Fort Worth and even like midsize, you know, just the, yeah. the next level up that are interested in wanting to better their community, show their support for the LGBTQ oh, plus community half, here. Half of the people Trinity Pride is serving is there is such a huge group of allies in Fort Worth yeah. Yeah. that either have queer family members or just have queer friends or just want to be an inclusive, understanding business or organization. Right. The allies are a key part of us being successful in this town. Right. Okay. And, 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 and to which I will say, you don't just have to do it in June, which is what yes. we say internally. Pride is every day. Yes. You don't need to have to like jump and be like, oh, I want to show my support during June. Like, mm-hmm. no, do something in August, in September. You're not it's not regula- relegated to just that one one time. Okay, so let's talk about something that might be good for the community that is not familiar with anyone in the queer community. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like how can someone if they're wanting to learn more and be an ally and kind of just educate themselves, can you say some resources or like what's a Google. good step? But like, but like, but like, what do they Google? I, I know mean, this sounds like stupid, like one oh one. No, but like, for is, someone who, let's say, is completely ignorant to anything and wants to make a change, where should they look first? I'm going to throw this out just because we're on a podcast and we're yeah. clearly going to, you know, starting our own. And, and one of the reasons that we want to do this as well is to be able to be that kind of resource for people. Yeah. So I'll just go say, you know what? Google some LGBTQ podcasts. Okay. There are there are many out there. There are pop culture podcasts. There are podcasts that do like specifically talk about issues. There are podcasts by LGBTQ people plus of color, you know, LGBTQ plus people of color and being able to, you know, do that as well. I would say spend a little time just kind of immersing yourself from the safe distance of listening to podcasts to kind of the queer community. Do not grab the first queer acquaintance you have. Okay, yeah. that's Start what... Asking do not. This is, okay, this is that's, what we were talking about last night. Yeah, is that like, is not the way. The scenarios whenever, say, like, you're at Studio 80. I mean, once again, I don't frequent <laughs> Studio 80. I have, I've been I, there... I want... I, I've, I've been, been told, there two times. I've been told I need to go to the Studio Okay, we 80. have to take him on a Fort Worth tour. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. The, the, like, ridiculous uh-huh. shit. Uh-huh. So there needs to be a theme. To yeah. It. Haley brought up an example of like going to studio 80 and how you might see some gays on the dance floor and you see this random, you know, older woman who's just like, I love gays. I don't have gay friends. Like come dance with me. That bothers me. I don't know mm-hmm. if it bothers anyone else that it actually matters to, but I don't like that. Cause I feel like you're doing it for the wrong reason almost, but also let's, get real people are very ignorant to things around them still and when the world caters itself to white straight people they just everything's a novelty to them and we're not your sidekick we're not there to that's what i was saying is like to all of a sudden make your night better yeah or or like or enhance your we're there we're there for our own reasons Mm -hmm. you know if it were to happen organically awesome exactly awesome yeah great yeah we are not just like there, are, just like there is room for 
authentic conversations yeah. with mm-hmm. a queer person where you can learn from the experience. It's what we're doing now. Right. But that happens once a rapport and a relationship has been established. Mm-hmm. And even then, okay, the teacher side of me is coming out really hard right now because no, I'm like, do it. Your education is your responsibility. It is not the educa- it is not the responsibility of those that are impacted by marginalization to educate you. Mm-hmm. Not okay. in this age. And I agree, but also I have a question on that. Okay. Because let's think about that. If, say, someone goes... Because whenever everything was happening, you know, in the past couple years. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that a lot as people were like, it's not my job to educate you. Mm-hmm. Well, let's also get real, though. A lot of the information out there is wrong. So then... Or it goes against what you're trying to educate people on. And there's multiple sides to it. So to me, personally... I always tried to go to a friend and be like, this is what I've read. What do you agree with? And what do you not the agree with? The key is there that you said you read already. I yeah. mean, I, but like, that's, that's my thing is I feel like some people will just go say, maybe read something and be like, oh, well, this goes against what you're saying already. But you also have to take into account that a lot of people, a lot of people of color, a lot of, you know, queer people, marginalized people are just so exhausted because that's yeah. their day to day. Mm-hmm. Can know. we do like a mini like 101 for some people maybe listening that just don't know? Like what are some proper terms Be- to use in the community? Yes. Before we get there, though, okay. I want to say one of the best ways that you can learn and educate yourself is to diversify your circle. Absolutely Instead of agree. seeking out a queer person to grill and question with all of your questions, try being an authentic friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Try diversifying your circle with different religions, races, sexualities, lifestyles, and perspectives. Yeah. So that not only are you walking next to somebody in that experience, and so you are watching it and learning it from experience, but you then have an authentic relationship to have those conversations. Yeah. Right, right. And you you learn very quickly that, oh, I'm not going to bug you with... I think you're spot on because yeah. I also think people need to be encouraged to have those friends that they don't fully agree with. Like, I don't think that a friendship, you have to agree on every single thing because otherwise you're having the same conversations. But you do need to try to be. And also also remember that we're not a monolith in that same way that you as a straight blonde white woman, Mm -hmm. you're not all straight blonde white women are the same. No, so neither are we. So going to just one person mm-hmm. to ask them about the breadth, the breadth of what it means to be oh, an insert marginalized You might get group that here. person's experience and that person might be in the vast minority of the yeah. community. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Well, just like, because whenever... people love to I, say, oh, well, I have a gay friend who believes this. And it's exactly. like, cool, that is a huge topic yeah. that we debate within the queer community. Oh, yeah. Like and we you have, have one perspective. <laughs> yeah, you've never seen... Fighting within a community, <laughs> unless it's oh. well, just like y'all introduced me to the term of a baby gay, which yeah, I didn't yeah. know, Sweet and yeah. I was like, wait, I was like, is that actually wait, what so it let's, means? Let's, so let's, like, let's, we have so yeah, to like because the little... now, you know, I, I don't want to date this conversation, but now that um, the 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 grooming aspect of children is now becoming a political thing, you know, a baby gay is what we say when people well, have just terms. recently, you know, come out. Not in fact. A an chi- act, child, an actual yes, infant. yes, that's well, very, uh, yeah. I think there are two definitions. Yes, I'm not referring to an infant, but when I say baby gay, I think one, it's somebody who just came out, whether you're mm-hmm. 20, 25, 30, you know, like you're new to the community. Oh, he's just a baby gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, it's also, we are living in an age where kids, young queer people are coming out in droves that we never got to. And the people yeah. before us never got to, you know, the right. kids are they see those happy lives modeled for them and they identify with it. They're coming out at young ages. So like as an, as a teacher, I taught high school for six years. Yeah. My little kiddos that were gay, I called them baby gays. They're my baby gays. They're my kiddos. When I worked at the center, we had an entire youth program where junior high and high school kids. I guess that all does relate to recently coming out. Yeah. Would come out. But, but also like, yes, recently came out, but also 
they are taking it upon themselves. So they would actually come after their school and they would come to after school programming at the center where they would partake in internships, career internships, career schooling, or even something as simple as every Friday taking Vogue classes. Yeah. We would have, we would have people who were actually part of the ballroom scene in New York who are actually, who not, who, who currently are, who would come and would literally like, Teach these kids okay, and so show them. Pe- show people them can't the, see you, so can you explain what like voguing is? Well, voguing, and so yeah. I think I think everyone's entry point voguing yeah. is Madonna, right? Yes, Madonna. After that, go watch Pose. Okay, Pose, uh, which I believe is now all on Netflix. There the, was a documentary about it too. Though. Paris is burning. Paris yes, is burning. And, okay, the um, Queen. The Queen. Both are fantastic, but documentaries that are they're okay. old style. So people who are cinephiles, people who love movies. We'll love them. Yeah, okay. and, it, and it really is that um, community where, and it's usually uh, people of color, where they have come together, created their own houses, and have competed in balls with categories. And one of them is, you know, dancing or voguing or like, fashion. Or, or, or fashion. It is an amazing culture that has come out of repression in, in, the, in the gay community, in the gay community of people of color. It is so expansive for me to go into. All yeah. I will say yeah. is, is watch Pose, watch Paris is Burning is iconic. Because it, is, it isn't just yeah. an expression of art or creation, but it is also these houses were how people were supporting each other yeah. and caring for each other and mm-hmm. looking after each other in a world where everybody else had rejected them. Yeah. 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 Okay. So is vote, that's where like the death drop comes in. Right. Yes. Okay. And, Girl, uh, now you're getting us on. Yeah, history. I was like, like now, now who like, knows the origin <laughs> of the death drop? I mean, yes, there. And, and we need actually, to do our it's not even supposed. It's not even called a death drop. It's, it's called it a shablam. Yeah. Shablam. Yes, yeah. but it's called death drop on Drag Race. Yes, that's um, the commercialized. Name. Yes, that's the commercialized. Name I like of shablam it. way better. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But um, um, but yes, before, those are recommendations. But let's go back to what before we, were we get about. too far. You mentioned the New York City youth group, and I think that's a fantastic opportunity to point out that Fort Worth has a queer youth group that has been operating for over ten years. Oh, okay. So, so is that like easy to find online Absolutely. too? Absolutely. It's okay. called LGBTQ Saves. Okay. You can find them on social media or on websites. So to your listeners who have queer nieces and nephews or whatever or teachers or people who need resources they are a fantastic resource because a lot of those parents they they don't know what the next step yeah. is they don't know how to address it and for a lot of those kids it can be very isolating because yeah. they spend a lot of time in schools and society at the education system tells them to be quiet tells yeah. them to be smaller tells them to change and so it's a fantastic resource to support them one adult, one adult in a young queer person's life who says that you're okay and you don't need to change cuts their risk of suicide by 50%. That's just insane to think one about. One adult. And yep. so yeah. what the school I was working at, when we would have kids come out to a teacher. Being, Does that happen often, uh-huh, you think? Yeah. I can imagine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Especially in communities where they cannot express it. Of course, being the token gay on staff, and I loved being that resource, their first thing would be like, Tyler, what do we do? And the first thing I would tell them is maintain that communication. Yeah. That is a lifeline that can mean the difference between that kid feeling like they belong here or that they need to leave this place. So I just, we had to plug LGBTQ saves. No, that's amazing. Yeah. And it's local. And see, these are things that Queer people in Fort Worth can't even find because right. we are disconnected. We don't have a centering communication spot. So had to plug it, had to get it out there. Sharon is going to be very happy with Sharon's going to be so proud. <laughs> I just saw y'all just stare and have a moment. I was like, Sharon what's happening? Sharon organization. Sharon Aww. Herrera, an amazing, amazing woman and our queer Fort Worth mama. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah she's great. Oh, Okay, so... 101 we're gonna do 101 well if you if y'all are okay like just some I like, like that idea if we're gonna say someone is trying to be an ally what are some terms they can use so you've said queer which that's an open term to use or how do you okay yeah i was <laughs> like ass, that's why i was like how, like what what can i take con- this one? what context can yeah. someone use that that is a term that until 
Given explicit permission, I would not use that term. Okay. See, this is like, y'all have said it and multiple me, times. So let me explain that. Okay. It's yes, one of please. those things it's where it's like, you know, let some, let someone of that experience say that and not because here's an example where even within the community, we are debating that. Um, okay. As we all know, as the whole world over the COVID where everybody, everything's been happening, we are all learning at a very fast rate. Uh, as a history teacher, I told my kids all the time, culture has never moved this fast before. Mm-hmm. The internet has not educated everybody this fast before. Human brains <laughs> yeah. have not evolved that fast. And so you have these people who cannot learn that fast and these people who are trying to keep up. So one of the things we, we were talking about the community, queer is a fantastic example of it is still nuanced. It is still part of the conversation. There are people like I would say me and Roger who grew up in an experience where we were called queer as a derogatory. It was used okay. against us. And so for a lot of people in the community, it is said that queer is an encompassing term. When LGBTQIA plus has become too many acronyms, that queer can encompass the whole thing. Okay. The other side is that there are, are there is a whole section of the community that is leading a very visual experience that are trans, non-binary, people who cannot blend in or pass as straight that feel like queer is an identity that is specific to them. Mm-hmm. That if you are straight passing or cisgendered, that you don't really belong or you don't have the right to call yourself queer. But like I said, that is an evolving conversation happening within our own community. So okay, that would not so, be a term I would suggest. See, and this is why I think this needs discussed because I've heard y'all using it all like so I'm just like And we we have if, used it several yes. times. So and, I'm like if I was going to then have a conversation and say, okay, if I had a question about the queer community, then I don't want to be looked down upon for using I that feel terminology. Like, I feel like, in, I, again, it's all intent okay. and context. And so if you're saying, you know, oh, you know, I have a friend who's really involved in the queer community, I don't think that would be problematic. No. But if you said, oh, are you queer? Like yeah, no, that, that's pointed that. towards one person and that could be okay. received, especially right. if you are somebody who like doesn't know that person very well yeah. and they're right. just a coworker, like right. that could be perceived. In right. a- I, I think, I think it's gotten a little bit more prominence and acceptance within the majority, but it has been, and it is still a very recent this is mm-hmm. why we are starting a podcast called queer content. Yes. And <laughs> it is still, this very, is why. Yeah. I, so, and, and I appreciate you asking that particular word straight off the bat. Yeah. Because I will say as recently, I I say as recently, but it is several years now, 2015. I remember sitting in a staff meeting when I worked for a, for a different um, LGBT organization prior to my time at the center. And one of our grassroots uh, activists and coworkers referred to us as queer. And I, and I was like, uh, I, I'm sorry. I, that's not how I identify. And she's like, well, we're all queer. And I'm like, again, that is not how I identify because that's, I, I've not gone there yet. I recognize that that's where the movement is going. Yeah. But like, as someone who grew up in the South, in Texas, that word was used very negatively towards me. And it's so strange to see how far I've come since 2015. Yeah. But, I mean, that it, I remember having that specific conversation then and really tr- understanding that. And within, you know, those years of moving to the center and, and working with them, especially working with the young kids. Yeah. How they're like, you know, no. And recognizing the way that it's used as an umbrella term has made me more comfortable with it. Okay. More comfortable using it as a, as a way to talk about our all-encompassing community, still recognizing that it's, st- I mean, it's still, for me, it still puts the hairs yeah. on my and neck I think up that's, a bit. That's and the key to where educating yourself, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, having these conversations are great, but yeah. like, you don't know where that specific queer person is with their yeah. own identity. You could be asking questions that they haven't resolved for themselves yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so when you're asking those questions, you know, Everybody's on their own journey. For example, as long as I've been gay, I have learned that um, it's not my place to ever 
out anybody or no. judge anybody yeah. for when they come out. Because or so, here's or the how thing. they do it. Or how they do it. Because you don't know the pressures that they are under. As, okay. As, and I feel like as long as you aren't hurting anybody, as long as yeah. you aren't putting anybody's health at risk and you aren't lying to anybody, you can be in the closet until you're 72. And that's your prerogative. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I have a question about that. My sister brought up a really good point a couple years ago. And I'd never thought about it this way because she was like, I think it's stupid that, and hold for context. (laughs) She was like, I think it's stupid that people have to come out. And I was like, okay, elaborate. And she was like, do you come out and say you're straight to people? And I was like, no. And so she was bringing up the point. She was like, I think it's ridiculous that people have to share that. And she's very involved in, you know, the community and very, you know, accepting of literally everyone. But she was like, I think it's sad because I can't imagine someone not feeling like they can be themselves and that they have to like proclaim it. And so can we kind of talk about like that and like what your kind of thoughts are? Yeah. I really wish that I can, I could verbatim say what local legend Todd camp (laughs) said in our Trinity. We love local legend Todd. We love local legend Todd camp. I really wish that I could remember what he said in that final segment of um, our Trinity pride uh, virtual uh, pride last year. Sorry, Todd, if I fuck this up. But what he said was like, as long as coming out is something that we have to do. Yeah. As long as it's something that that each queer, gay, lesbian, trans, intersex, just any, you know, as long as someone still has to do that, it is important that we still have these safe spaces within our community to make that a little bit easier for that person. And I mean, the truth of the matter is we live in a world that caters to a straight mindset Mm -hmm. that has a hard time understanding that there is a spectrum of humanity and it is sad. I mean, I, yeah. I, I agree with your sister. Like, yeah. It is sad that we have to do that. Do you feel like you get, have to? Well, first of all, coming out never stops. Yeah. No. If, okay. If, if I'm changing jobs, I'm going to have to come out of that job in some way. Yeah. If you move yeah. to a new city, you're going to have to come out in every space you're in. So it never stops. as long. And so that's why he said, as long as it's a thing that continues to have to happen... We need spaces where people can go to really get away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, let me give a little hope to that experience. The kids are done coming out. That's even the straight ones. The kids now, even if they are kids who have only had straight experiences and believe themselves to be 90% straight, they don't want you to label them that. They don't want that box to be closed for them because they feel like, hey, if there, this is a spectrum, mm-hmm. if there's a breadth to this human experience, I don't want to close myself off to it. Yeah. So I have made a mistake specifically last year of assuming there were people were straight and I was quickly corrected and they were like, please don't, please don't label me that. Was this like a friend or an acquaintance? These were acquaintances. Or, okay. I had a little bit of my, I had to eat my own little crow. For making assumptions about people. But also, I mean, I appreciate that you're being so open and honest about it because I think an important thing to talk about also is that people can change their minds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that goes with everything in life. And a lot of people don't see that as like your sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I think that that just needs to be discussed. It, it, literally, it's not, a, it's not an option until you learn it is. Yeah. And so until you see it modeled or you hear a term or you see something that you're like, oh, that ignites something in me. Yeah. Or, oh, that provides a different perspective or a different term for it that I identify with or I feel. You don't know until it happens. And that can happen at 30. That can happen at 35. The kids know that. The kids have access to the internet. Yeah. The ones that are reading it. They know that. And so they know all these options that are out there and they know that they are at the beginning of their existence. Yeah. And so the kid, the kids, they don't want to be labeled. Even the ones who are gay men or lesbian women or whatever, they, they don't want to label. I, in 
I have seen it's interesting. Everybody, you know, when young kids come out and they're trying to find their identity, there's a lot of trying things on. There's trying on pronouns, you know, for a week they might go as a, they might identify as he, him. And then, you know, after that week, they're actually like, oh, that didn't feel right. I think I identify more as they, them. It's fascinating how many people's journeys end with non-binary. Okay. And they end in this place where they're like, please don't put feminine expectations on me. Please don't put masculine expectations on me. I just want to be myself yeah. and express myself. That gives me hope that the kids are going to be all right. Yeah. The kids are, the kids don't want the labels. They just want to be able to live themselves freely and express themselves freely. Okay. You just touched on something and I kind obviously I want y'all's opinion, but like, I'm trying to think of the right way to word this is I don't feel like anyone straight or gay in any sense should almost have you're saying like feminine or masculine expectations. Oh, it's them. bullshit. Because the gay community point, is the worst. The, but, the fetishization of masculine men is exhausting. Like, I just right. kind of think that. And the bashing of feminine men. Of feminine men is. Yeah. is, is it's, it's misogyny. It's misogyny. Coming, it's, coming back through yeah. But men. that's the thing is, I feel like for anyone, because I don't consider myself an overly girly girl. By any means, but that's also based on kind of the way I was raised. I was raised to be very strong and independent, and I can do a lot of things. Well, and what what that, what qualities are you using to identify as that? Are you saying you don't identify as a girly girl because of how you express yourself, or because of like how you feel and how you act, and the societal like, strictures that are yeah, placed upon looking you? Looking at you, I would never think that about you. I think really, I, I, I see you coming out and all these beautiful looks and you have this beautiful jewelry and you always look fabulous. But I do see how, because you are a confident, strong woman, how society could perceive you as having masculine qualities. And see, that's the thing is so like with dating, Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of men be like, you're intimidating. And it's typically told to me because I don't need anyone. Well, and you're not, you're not demure. You're not, you don't present a kind of subservient kind no. of kind of And facade. I will say is, but like, here's the thing is like, I've been trying to dabble more and being more feminine. It's hard. So when you say that, what do you Just say like, when you say that? I've been trying to read up on like the different energies, like masculine energy versus feminine energy and just kind of being more like quiet and like letting a man take the lead. But my oh, thing well, is, my, yeah, which I, that is <laughs> yeah. I mean, same but at the same time, like I do whenever it comes to like a relationship, I want a man that is in charge and knows what he's doing. Now, that's not to say that I'm going to sit back and just allow him to do everything. Mm-hmm. But I would like, in a way, a stereotypical, like strong man to lead me because but, I want him to help me grow just, and that, lead. But that's also else. how much of that is how much of that is what has been drilled into our heads yeah. of like a word that I think is overused, but for lack of a better term right now, this patriarchal nature yeah. of this society, of Liking this country. is so good. I, they, <laughs> are, they are so... Yes. But here's the thing is... It is a blood curse. If anybody thought we chose this... Oh, same. Like, this is a blood Same, curse. though. Like, it's truly... Hate, who would choose this? I hate when people are <laughs> like, it's a choice. I'm no, like, let yeah. me tell you. Not that I... I no, and then I, you go you go back to the entire thing of like, but like, you think I would choose to be straight too? No. No. Everybody, no. Everybody's operating with their own restrictions, but there is a small part of me that has sympathy for the straights. <laughs> Because I hope just straight females because it's <laughs> but, but listen, I have I have a brother and I have nephews yeah. and there's this the sympathy is there is that they you are under such a strong coded binary. When one of us plays the gay card in society, I mean, it, it, your family's either going to support you or not, but generally they don't know what the fuck to expect. Yeah. So they're like, are you happy? Like, we don't know. Are you supposed to be married? Are you supposed to have... We don't know what gay means. Yeah. Da, 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 da. It, it, there's a freedom there. And so a small part of me hates that you are having... I mean, I don't know. You, it's your specific journey. <laughs> that you are having to explore quieting yourself mm-hmm. to make yourself well, more palatable to a man. Just like, I yeah. hate that for my brother. Yeah. I mean, he likes football, but he likes to talk about other shit too. Yes. But when where he lives in Kansas, 
every space, it's either football or hunting. And yeah. he's not a hunter. Right. And football is cool, but he's not a fanatic. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. So he goes through these family functions and different functions and doesn't have shit to talk about. Well, I think it's just interesting because like what y'all are saying, I'm not saying that's, you know, who I am, obviously, but like, just like y'all have said, like I've been trying to explore myself in acting different ways <laughs> and doing different things and kind of like... I have tried taking like a step back. I've tried being just my true authentic self. I've dated a plethora. Anytime someone's like, what's your type? I'm like, funny. I want funny. That's basically mm-hmm. my type. Mm-hmm. But other than that. And if laughing you, at you is not the same. Yes. As right, right. <laughs> but like, if you saw you all of them like up, you'd be like, wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like literally none of it makes sense because especially who I married, people would be like, you're fucking kidding me. Right. Yeah. So can I ask, can I ask you a question? Of course. So are you actively looking for and wanting to be in a relationship right now? Yes. Okay. Why? Because I think I've done the work of working on myself, which I am still exploring, obviously, and trying things. But, like, I've been single for almost 10 years Okay. now. And you were in a relationship for how long before that? We were legally married, I think, like, two years. Okay. But I've always been a long-term monogamist. Like, three years, three years, three years, three years. Same. And then longer. Mm -hmm. I've just always done that. And then I've enjoyed this period of being single and just dating and kind of exploring myself and figuring out all the things that I like. And my thing is now I refuse to settle. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to be like, Oh, well I love the things that he does here, but like, I don't like this, but I can deal with it. Right. And you should, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Right, and you shouldn't having, you know, starting to getting to know you yeah. and everything and, and, and just seeing this kind of success that you are building for yourself mm-hmm. without having a man. Yeah. Do you think that somewhere there is a kind of thing where just like maybe part of the success that you're having right now is because you are just focusing on yourself. Yes. And that this is kind of where you're supposed to be right now. Yes. And maybe latching on still to the idea that like I need to have. I don't it's think still, I need to have. I'm definitely a more like I want someone. Okay. Yeah. I want someone to do this journey with me. Okay. And, that, and that's, yeah. And, and that's different than being like, like, know. I'll never need anyone. Okay. I've been alone forever, but like, even as a kid. So that's my thing is like, I want someone to compliment my life. Okay. I'm, I think I'm, I'm having a moment over here. Just while you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> because we're, let's give a few snaps for therapy. We love therapy. We love it. <laughs> yes. One of the things that I talked about with my therapist, because again, trying to get back out there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just thinking about how you were saying, like, you were kind of looking at being quieter is something I've said for a long time is I would love a man who could beat me to the punch. Yes. You know, like I would like a man who could operate as quickly as me Mm -hmm. and could actually, you know, get ahead of me on a couple of things when it comes to whatever. But one of the things my therapist says is, well, you also have to allow them. Yeah. <laughs> to be able to beat you the punch. Which, so when you were saying like being quieter, like it's like, I still want to be myself. Yeah. I'm still going to be myself and I'm still whatever. But, you know, part of that is not, and I think a lot of it comes from a trauma response mm-hmm. of if I can control the situation, then I won't be disappointed. <laughs> I'm not rolling back everything I said, but I'm also like looking at it through that lens of like allowing somebody yeah. to have. Right. And I I think that's what you're saying is almost spot on to kind of like what I'm trying to interpret. I just don't know the right path of, and that's why I keep trying to date all different types of people because I'm like, well, maybe this is it. Well, maybe this is it. Well, I didn't like that for sure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like just kind of experimenting in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's kind of just dating and life in general is I think that y'all have brought up so many amazing points about just like, trying being open and honest and being your true authentic self and whatever that is, you can also still explore it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think that those are the things that can kind of like tie, you know, everyone together is these common threads. Well, I think people think when you're thinking, when we're like, we're our authentic selves, like I'm myself in every space. Um, My authentic self is pretty hard line on a lot of things, but my authentic self also knows that I like being proven wrong. 
I like learning and I like yeah. the, I like the freedom to change my mind about things. Right. Yes. Yeah. And a for lot. the yeah. longest time, I thought like if I made a decision on something, I had to stick with it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and then I, I remember that. Yeah. And then I was just like, you mean I can change my mind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when I learn new information. And it doesn't change my entire being and who I am as a person. Being human is hard, (laughs) y'all. No. (laughs) Listen, do you just give people liquored up so that they get in their feelings? That we haven't even finished a bottle. I know. You're right. They're all just right there in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) I was over here and I was just like, a tear might come out and I don't want it to happen. Right. 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 So this, this is how you've structured this as a part one and part two yes part one we were just fucking fools <laughs> yes part two now we're fucking fools <laughs> but here's the thing we also are going to end up having to do like part three and four absolutely, absolutely. I, we, this has been so fun just talking I know, and that's the thing is like i just want us to be able to have like open and honest conversations also obviously we got a little off topic but there I was think, a topic. <laughs> well, when we were trying to do like a one hundred and one, oh, yeah. like, but here's the thing: is I girl, think we girl we dived into the context. <laughs> we, we love context. Well, yes, the queer but, context. <laughs> I think y'all should like quiz me on terms because then oh we can no, see that'd be fabulous. How that would be great because great because and awful is, I am. Well, at this is the my education. And we yeah, all have a good relationship. But then together. that way, it also like so maybe that's a different way to kind of go about like terminology and things that are like safe words like to use right then maybe say someone is starting to be more involved in the community and they want they just overhear something then they can at least know what's being discussed one of my one of my favorite podcasts is by a comedian called cameron esposito and it's called query and there is a disclaimer at the beginning of every podcast that me and roger are kind of experimenting with what ours is going to be because for this safe space to exist, we have to come into a space where we all understand we're in a learning space. Yes. There has to be a vulnerability and a safe space for that vulnerability. But her disclaimer begins with, this is a podcast about the queer experience. There's going to be discussion about terms and phrases and words that can be triggering. Yes. That that's part of this entire conversation is trying to understand them. Yeah. And trying to educate us all. I completely agree with that and i kind of almost wish that i did that as well because i want this like we said is like i don't want anything to ever be off topic and i want this to be a safe space to have these questions and conversations and people just in a sense be able to educate them through our conversations Mm -hmm, so then they can take what maybe we've said and then put it into use on their own yeah with a one-liner joke or two to keep it fun and exciting we love um, it. <laughs> but it's been a, yeah, it's. Yeah, I am so thankful to have y'all on. So, oh, yeah. thanks, and uh, I would love to experience a Mambo Taxi. Oh, we're um, going to do that. Studio 80. And I, I would love to be back. No, it's going to happen. And chat about what those experiences are like with you. Yes. yes. Well, that's the thing is maybe we can get like, because they do do, do do. We love um, it. Mambo Taxis to go. So maybe oh, that's what we'll do. Wow. For the episode uh, three and four. Why? So we're all bawling by the end of it? <laughs> no. And then we're just like, I love you so much. No, we're not going to be crying. <laughs> we're all going to be like very confident and we're going to go on That's a right. path. We're going right. to find some, get a, get attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to go get some we're attention. We're going to go get what we want. <laughs> yes. We're on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, yes. Well, I appreciate everyone listening and I'm so thankful to have you all back. Thank you. Thank you and Robert. I can't wait till we do this again. But until then, cheers. 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 <laughs>